0: guys welcome to the book junkie podcast this is a podcast where i discuss diverse books with my friends and interview authors about their amazing stories my friends and i talk about plot themes quotes and how the story relates to us in real life especially because we're teenagers it's pretty much a casual conversation it's just you guessed it all about books When I interview the authors, I have an opportunity to pick their brain about questions and other things I notice in the book. It's really awesome because I, as well as you, get to have an inside peek of what the book is all about. So let's get into the episode. Today, I am glad to say that I'm joined by Miss Cameron Garrett. She is born and raised in New York. And when she was 13 years old, she was selected as a Time for Kids reporter, where she had the opportunity to meet several celebrities. She's very accomplished, having written several articles in various established magazines. In 2015, she was named as one of MTV's eight inspiring teens using social media to change the world. And in 2019, she was named one of the Teen Vogue's 21 Under 21 and a Glamour College Woman of the Year. Her first book, Full Disclosure, debuted in 2019 and was very impactful on readers, especially me. That's why I decided to bring her on to discuss this amazing story. Miss Garrett, thanks so much for joining me. Would you mind sharing a little bit about the plot? Yeah, thanks so much for having me.
1: Um, Full disclosure is about a 17-year-old girl named Simone who starts at a new school. And while she's trying to make new friends and basically try to get with her crush, She's also trying to keep this big secret, which is that she's HIV positive. But she has a hard time keeping the secret once she starts getting notes from a mysterious person saying that they know she has HIV, and if she doesn't stop hanging around her crush, they'll reveal the secret to the whole school.
0: I cannot imagine how I would feel, actually. <laughs> that would have me—I would be stressed if that actually happened to me. Um, so when I was reading the book— I was like, this seems like there's a lot of heart and soul poured into it. So do you have any personal experiences that connected you to the story?
1: Um, There are a lot, definitely. I'm not HIV positive, but I think almost everything else came from parts of my life or from my friends' lives. Um, Simone's two best friends, Claudia and Lydia, were based on my best friends from high school. And the fact that Simone's also very interested in boys and losing her virginity was also based on me in high school. Um, And her whole love of theater as well came from not just me, but also my friends.
0: Yeah. And I feel like that's an important thing to talk about, you know, because a lot of the time teens are interested in the opposite gender or their own gender for that matter. Um, And I think it's just something that really needs to be confronted. And I thought the story was really unique in the fact that not a lot of people like to talk about issues like HIV or other serious diseases. And this book was important because it gave perspective from the eyes of a teenage girl who's battling this real life problem. So why did you decide to write a story about a girl struggling with HIV? And why do you think it's important for that issue to be confronted? I think
1: I decided to write about it It's kind of weird, but I used to read adoption blogs when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And I remember Angelina Jolie adopting her daughter from Ethiopia. And the daughter is very sick, and they thought she might have HIV. And Angelina Jolie was like, it doesn't matter. I love her anyway. And I remember being so confused because at the time, I didn't really know anything about HIV. And I thought, if you had it, you would die. And when I went researching, I stumbled upon other adoption blogs by parents who had adopted kids with HIV and I found that wasn't the case Um, which really inspired me to start reading a lot about it and watching documentaries and I realized that we've made like so many medical advances but one of the things that really hasn't advanced is the stigma and there's such a stigma against HIV and people with HIV And I really wanted to explore that because I didn't think that most kids my age or younger really knew about it. I guess it's kind of boring when like a book sets out to teach you something, but I just found it so interesting, especially when I started reading about activists who are still fighting against the stigma today. Um, I really, really wanted to write about that.
0: Yeah, and I think that it's important that people recognize that there is that stigma because a lot of the time, even demonstrated in the book, people look at somebody with HIV and all they can see is the HIV. And I'm I'm like, there there is a person. They're a person. They're a human being. And I liked how in the story, Simone was a personable character she was I connected to her even I even connected her in ways like our appearance um, and our shared love for musical theater because I do love myself a Broadway musical and I also think that she knew what she wanted and had a strong personality like I do and you know it. I just saw a lot of parallels so what ways are you similar to Simone and how did that play into the writing of the book?
1: Um, like you, I think I also have a strong personality and I really wanted to write a black girl with a strong personality just because I think a lot of times we get a bad rap, right? Like we, there's the stereotype of an angry black woman or just black women being upset all the time for no reason. And I wanted to write a girl who knows what she wants and really won't let anyone stop her. <laughs> My mom would say that I argue too much. um. <laughs> <at> a- <laughs> sorry um but yeah I definitely think the strong personality although I think Simone is a lot braver than I am at certain points and she sort of has this fear of the future in that like she wants to be a director and she wants to work on Broadway and she's worried about doing that because it's not practical that's not the main plot but it's sort of there and that was something I struggled with when I was also writing this
0: mm Yeah, I noticed that in her because there is kind of a dynamic in her character that was realistic because a lot of times when people write books, they either write this character who's extremely sheepish at the beginning and then finally breaks out of her shell, or they're so strong in the beginning and then they go on the journey and they finally find themselves at the end. But Simone's character was... um relatable in the way that she was both she was uncertain but she was also confident in herself you know yeah definitely I think
1: one unrealistic thing or not necessarily unrealistic but I think right black women get this reputation for being super strong and that's great like we are strong and we are great but I also think we can be soft and we can be unsure, and we can be worried, and we don't always have to have it together all the time, especially if you're a teenager. Exactly.
0: And Simone also had two dads, which is another topic that I found really interesting and cool, because along with the whole plot surrounding um, the fact that Simone is HIV positive, several people don't like stories, including the LGBTQ plus community. And I love the relationship that she had with them and how the story was a lot about the relationship with her parents so what made you write both dads into the book and what would you say to the people who dislike the story for the fact that they were gay um that's a great question
1: I I think for a long time not so much now but I think there is like this stereotype that in YA or in even Disney movies that the parents get killed off or they're just super horrible so that you don't have to deal with them. And I wanted to write parents who were really cool and who you, the main character wanted to hang out with. Because my mom's like that to a certain extent. Um, to a certain extent. But <laughs> yeah, I definitely wanted to write like cool parents who you just loved. Because I love like writing family dynamics. And I thought it was important for them to be gay. Number one, because pretty much everyone in the story is part of the lgbtq community uh, in some way but also because the story is about a girl with hiv and the more i learned about the history of it especially in the united states you know the first groups that it hit were gay men and i thought it was really important to sort of harken back to the movement by including these characters who would still be able to remember when it first hit us you know like For Simone's friends, they're like, oh, HIV, I'm scared. But for Simone's parents, they still remember losing their friends from AIDS. And they still remember what it was like when they were still trying to figure things out. So I thought it was really important to include that.
0: Exactly. And that even brought back, um, those, those two characters brought me back to the history Mm -hmm. of everything that happened and it even made me research some things when I was reading the story because I was curious and and invoked some uh, questions in me. So I think that other people who read the story might get that same experience and I think that's important for people to be educated and not ignorant and just make assumptions and judgments about people that they don't even know based off of something they're not educated about. And one of my favorite things about the story itself was Simone and Miles' relationship. So like you said, you wanted to make Simone's relationship with her father's um, loving and compassionate. I think that in several contemporary young adult novels, teenage relationships are Often portrayed as toxic or one partner is being possessive over the other, but this one was a pretty cute love story. So why did you decide to make Simone and Miles' relationship so functional and how do you think that impacted the story as a whole?
1: Oh, okay. I <laughs> I kept nodding while you're talking. Um I definitely have read YA books, and I love YA, but I've read YA books where the relationship is just so messy and unstable that I'm like yelling at the people in the relationship. I'm like, <laughs> guys, just talk to each other. Uh, but it, that being said, that's of course very realistic because like we're all young and yeah, you know, first relationships are rough. That being said, I wasn't really <laughs> interested in writing that. I really wanted to write sort of like this dream romance. I didn't. Most of the books that I read about people with HIV or AIDS had been written earlier, especially YA. So back before we had made all these advances medically, and a lot of them were sad and sort of depressing. And I wanted to write one where this girl has HIV, but you know, it's not a big deal to her. And she gets to do everything she wants. She gets to have sex and she gets to have this boy who's really great and really into her. And she gets to be happy, especially because she deserves it. Like, I sound so weird, but I do
0: think she deserves it. I think she deserves it, too, because she she is strong, you know, struggling with everything she went through and how people were treating her at her last school. And it's just that kids can be so cruel. And I was rooting for someone the whole time to have a happy ending. And despite their personal relationship being so functional, um, Simone and Miles, when they started dating, um, Simone actually started pulling away from her friends a little bit. And I think that really does happen a lot in real life. I see it in um, people I know, my friends, people around me. And I think it's important for kids to realize that they have to find a balance between their friends and um, their relationship. So why did you decide to write that into the story?
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of the same things that you were saying where I saw the similar things happening to my friends or just acquaintances, where I do think it can be hard when you're super head over heels for this person and you're trying to balance your different relationships because friendships are relationships, right? And it must be hard to be so fully blown in one and try to continue two other ones at the same time. And I was kind of nervous about doing it because... I wasn't sure if it would be sort of a stereotype of, like, a girl abandoning her girlfriends for a guy. But I think it was more nuanced. I hope it was more nuanced than that. Um, Because Simone loves all three of them. It's just kind of rough for her. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. And it was... It's also not even... I mean, it could have been—it wasn't really stereotypical when I was reading it. I picked up on it, but it's not something that was so prominent in the story that I was pulling away from it. But it was something that I recognized as realistic, and it helped me draw parallels to real life, you Mm -hmm. know? Definitely. Yeah, so towards the end of the book, Simone makes a statement about her experience having HIV and addressing the ignorance others have towards her situation. And I think that the amount of misinformation and people who are not educated about HIV have such a big impact on people who are carrying it in a negative way. And a lot of those people are like Simone, teenagers, and they get this stigma and they get just berated for something that either they can't control, or that's something they were born with, or it's just the way that they are. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to people, especially teenagers who share Simone's experience? Oh, God, I would say that you're so awesome, um, first of all. And I would say I'm really
1: sorry that you have to deal with the ignorance of other people, not even just other people, but lawmakers as well. And I would say you know your worth and you know that you're great and you shouldn't let anyone else tell you any different, even when it's
0: hard. Mm, I love that. Yes. Because a lot of the, I, I could see that she was at times getting discouraged and that was part of the vulnerability that she was shown in the story. So I appreciate that you said that because I think that a lot of people need to hear that. And you started writing this book, when you were only 17 years old, which I find so cool, because a lot of the time, teens are discouraged and don't want to write down their like stories, their ideas, experiences, or just share their imagination in general. And a couple of months ago, I was inspired to write my own young adult novel, which is one of my goals for the future, because I see people like you who are young, but are still making an impression in the literature community. So what would you say to those teenagers who are discouraged, but still want to write a story?
1: Oh, okay. First is to say that makes me so happy that you're writing your own novel. That's amazing. (laughs) Um, Second, I... So there used to be this blog called Teens Can Write Too that my friend started. And I remember being so inspired by it because they had a list of authors who had been published as teens and they had all these blog posts that were helpful about writing and craft and querying and things like that. And I think what I'm trying to say is that there's so much information out there if you do want to be published younger, but that doesn't necessarily need to be your goal. And I know that's sort of hypocritical because I was published and I was young, but if you love writing and it's something that you want to do, just do it and don't let anyone else tell you that you can't. I wanted to get published before I was 18. I, I don't know why. It was such a big deal to me, but there was a certain point where I realized, hey, it's probably not going to happen. And it I wasn't that upset because I realized I love writing so much. I'm going to keep doing this for the rest of my life. And Even if I don't get published, it doesn't matter. And I think it's almost easier to have that outlook when you're younger because the world's so open to you. And I know that's really a long answer, but...
0: (laughs) So what was your favorite part of writing the whole story altogether? Um, I loved writing the romance
1: scenes. I am so, so bad at plot. My agent's always making fun of me because (laughs) my books don't have plot. I would just write the romance scenes and then there's like the mystery aspect and I would just like push that away (laughs) and then just write more kissing scenes because I just loved it. Especially having two like black kids be so like mushy with each other. I don't think I see it nearly enough. So it was fun to create my own version.
0: Mm, Right. And what was the hardest part?
1: I want to say the hardest part is revising just because I revised so long with so many different people but that's not actually true I think the hardest part was standing up for what I wanted to keep in and it can be hard because you know your editor gives you suggestions and you don't have to take them but I was like do I care enough about this chapter to fight for it to be in or should I just go along and I think that it was like being assertive, you know? So I think that was hard because it was a new situation and a new relationship that I'd never really been a part of before.
0: Yeah, and at the end of the day, it's your your story, it's your book. So I think that's important. Even what you were saying about assertiveness and how you get to put in what you want to put in. Mm -hmm. So that brings us to the end of the interview portion, but I have a little pop quiz and it's called how well do you know your book so i have five questions about details in the book that you will have 10 seconds to answer but don't worry they're not too hard they're pretty easy (laughs) so um question number one in the book pops always wakes up early to make his coffee how does he take it uh black okay correct all right these are easy um number two What is the name of the last school that Simone attended before moving? Oh, oh, it was St. Lourdes? Close. Our
1: Lady of Lords. Oh, okay, yes. Oh, this this makes me look so bad.
0: (laughs) No, it's okay, because if you think about it, you wrote a whole book, and there's a lot of details in there. (laughs) That's true. So, okay, number three. In the book, how many kids did Dr. Garcia say that Simone wants? oh five yes (laughs) five correct okay number four what is the name of the musical that simone is helping direct at school oh rent that's easy yeah that one was easy (laughs) number five what is the name of the hospital that simone has to visit every three months is it saint mary's yes Okay, so that brings us to the end of the pop quiz portion. That was pretty quick. Um, You got four out of five. So <laughs> that is pretty good. Awesome. So thank you so much for speaking with me. I really appreciated having this conversation because it kind of gave me an inside look into what you were thinking. And this is a book that I was so excited to read because I'd never seen something like it before. I never really hear about authors writing stories about kids who are going through struggles like HIV or authors who are writing about kids who are going through things like teen pregnancy or who are um, struggling with addiction or things like that, serious problems that need to be confronted and actually have a lesson at the end. So I wanted to thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Of course. So for all of our listeners, if you liked our conversation, be sure to follow or subscribe to the Book Junkie podcast on whatever platform you're using right now. If this got you interested in reading Full Disclosure by Cameron Garrett, you can purchase it on sites like brownkidsread.org, Amazon, or Barnes & Noble. If you'd like to know more about me, visit brownkidsread.org, which is the website for my nonprofit. You can learn about my personality, my undying love for books, and how I turn that into a nonprofit that helps others. You can also follow Brown Kids Read on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at Brown Kids Read. Also, don't forget to follow Miss Garrett on Twitter at Dancing of Pens. I'm glad you made it to the end of this episode and I'm so happy you decided to click on the book junkie. Thank you so much for listening and be sure to come back for more of my friends and I discussing diverse young adult books and me getting a peek into the mind of amazing authors. Until next time book junkies, bye!